Romans 1.16, from the message, we started this with our missions month. And it says, it's news I'm most proud to proclaim. This extraordinary, let's read together, this extraordinary message of God's powerful plan to rescue everyone who trusts him, starting with the Jews to everyone else. It's the good news. It's the powerful plan to rescue everyone who trusts him. Amen. Did we have an amazing missions month? I mean, like seriously, like this was just world class, world class. Thank you so much, Pastor and Miss Amy, for all the people that came and stood on this pulpit and graced us with their ministry. I mean, this was world class. I mean, world class. I mean, the messages were off the charts. I don't know about you, but I've just been meditating on everything that has been spoken. And my prayer has been that every word that we've received would radically break through us. Radically break through us and break through to others as well. I know I have been meditating and I know I've been asking God, please let this word not fall to the ground and not bear much fruit. Let all these men have come and stood here and ministered so powerfully for us to go another year and miss out on the opportunity that is before us to do something for the king. So I'm pressing in, I'm pressing in, I'm pressing in that this month doesn't go to waste. That something is transpiring. That I'm able to impact my world for Jesus' sake. And I'm praying the same for you. I want us to take responsibility. As Pastor said, I want us to take responsibility and do more for Jesus like we've never done. We're living in some serious days. I mean, what's happening around the world, you have to take note and know there's something that is taking place in the spirit. It might be manifesting in the physical, but I'm telling you, something is happening in the spirit. But it's not to, you know, freak you out. It's not to scare you the end of the world. The Bible says there will be wars and rumors of wars. They have been that since the beginning. Even when Jesus died, there was a war immediately after. It's not to scare, it's to prepare you for what is coming. It's to prepare you. You know, when you read the scriptures, you read these people had an urgency to everything they did. Nothing was, you know, just okay. Everything was urgent with Paul. It's like, don't even marry. Don't even get houses. Don't do everything. It was urgent. Him, he knew Jesus is coming anytime because he said, I'm coming soon. He didn't say how soon. He just said soon. But the disciples took it upon themselves that soon meant soon. So they didn't have time to waste, to lay back and miss out on the opportunity for their time. And it's the same for us. Jesus is coming soon. And we need to take it like soon. Because we have just a short window in our lifespan. Let me just blow your bubble. In a hundred years, you'll be here. <laughs> I've just blown that bubble. But let me tell you, we won't be here. It's a small window of opportunity for us to make an impact for the sake of Jesus Christ. And I'm praying that this missions month, something inside of you was stirred. So let's keep pressing in. Let's keep pressing in. I want my response when I'm asked by pastor. Or we are asked, any takers? You remember Pastor Terry? <laughs> any takers? <laughs> any takers? Some of you are so silent. You're like, uh-huh. Any takers? Man, I want to be used. When I heard about those young people going to the Amazon, I was like, buddy, I need that heart. I need that response. Any takers? Yes. God, use me. Do something with my life.
to make a difference. Finally, we ended our missions month with our Cell Sunday. And that's what I'm going to be spending most of my time today sharing. Just about just this opportunity that we had this past Cell Sunday. That was absolutely amazing. As most of you know, Cell Sunday is when all of us meet in our homes for church. It's such a unique, 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 unique way of doing church in this city. And wow, the reports that we have received, let me just tell you, are so encouraging. Just so encouraging that Pastor and Miss Amy asked me, take some time and share it. Put it in your word today even as you encourage us. How encouraged we were to hear about those great reports that took place in Cell Sunday. Cell Sunday has become one of our largest attended Sundays at NLC for years now. If I give you the math for year over year, it's this day that is our most attended in, in all, all the services that we have. We meet in so many different neighborhoods and have church. And this past Sunday, let me tell you how many guests, just the guests we had, 281. <laughs> ah, you can do way better than that. I mean, Pastor Nelson stood here asking for how many, how many visitors we have none. Last Sunday, we had 281 of them in our services throughout the city. Usually, we have 10 here. We have 15 usually. That's a good report. We are growing. We don't want to take away from what we do every Sunday. We are growing. Keep, keep inviting. But this one unique day presents us an opportunity to see 281 guests visit NLC. 30 adults got saved. One Sunday. One Sunday. 14 children gave their lives to the Lord. One Sunday. And so many amazing reports of what took place. And as I keep sharing, I will be highlighting some of those. But to start off, there is one place, you know, that we visited during our serve day with one of our cell, one of our links in Banana. And it was such a wonderful experience for the team that went. That meant they were so excited, they decided cell Sunday, we're going to do it in the same place. And so they went back. And there were about four of them, five of them, I think, and 31 guests showed up. <laughs> they were all together, 31 minus, yeah, minus the four. 31 and 11 of them gave their lives to the Lord. That day, in another cell meeting, I knew of a gentleman who had met and wanted to connect. And I was trying to look for the right cell to fit and connect him in. And of course, just looking for the right fit and the right person. He's also feeling nervous, man, how is this experience going to be for me? But I connected him and what the first cell meeting was going to happen during cell Sunday. So they meet for cell Sunday. And this brother after the meeting just writes to me. And he's like, man, thank you so much for connecting me to this individual. Thank you so much for connecting me to this cell. The brothers that I met were so warm, so loving, so caring, so inviting. I'm just so excited that his testimony was the leader you connected to me. We had so much in common because my past and his past aligned. And the way we could communicate and talk, I'm looking forward to more meetings together with this individual. So many of you wrote in and said your cell Sundays were so out of, just so out of it. You know, back in the day, we used to put a time frame. We used to say, let's meet about two and a half hours, one hour, 30 minutes, cell Sunday. I mean, you guys already removed that cup, so we just let go of that. 
We forgot that time frame. Most of you, your counts were six to seven hours. Now, I just want to encourage you guys. You know, here we go by 10 minutes and you guys are like, hey, pastor. Senior pastor, you feel it. 10 minutes. You've just gone 10 minutes. And everyone's like, pastor, 10 minutes. But let me tell you the opportunity about cell life. Cell life. Cell life changes things. Six to seven hours. Man, you guys were enjoying yourselves thoroughly. I mean, to be together for six to seven hours, just enjoying. My family and I connected with one cell. And me, I was really planning. Let me just be honest. I was like, babe, we do early in the morning. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, afternoon can be day off because I do inside. This can be my afternoon off. I mean, we got there. We had so much fun. I looked at my watch. It was five. <laughs> 5 p.m. I was like, I even told those, I have to go now. They're looking at me. We are almost done now. <laughs> it's like, even as we are leaving, people enjoyed. The kids had so much, so much fun. Let me tell you, you guys did excellently. And I just want to appreciate you. Uh-uh. On behalf of Pastor and Miss Amy, y'all did excellently. And I'm so grateful to each and every cell leader for putting on something wonderful that people can be a part of. I believe that even as the church is a global rescue center, cells are the neighborhood rescue centers. Our cells are the rescue. One cell leader, that's exactly his report. Cells are the neighborhood rescue centers. And I know we were asked in the beginning of our missions month by Pastor Don to break through to new levels of commitment. And that's what I'm here to share. How we can continue to break through to new levels of commitment where cell life is concerned. I believe, I believe this is an area I'm praying that we are coming to a whole new level in cell life. Because cell life is life. It's life for this church. It's life for you and I. As the church grows larger, and it is growing larger, we must continue to grow smaller so that we can be able to pour in life into you. Sunday services are great. and I'm telling you, we'll continue to be great. We'll continue to sing forever and ever. Oh God, you are good. But let me tell you, in this big space, sometimes you can feel lost. But it's in those small gatherings, like this young man connected with people, and he felt, I'm a part. In fact, one testimony of, of a lady, she said she'd been coming since July. But on Cell Sunday, she finally felt, I belong to this church. I now belong to this church. I now belong to this church. She made the connection. And I'm praying that we are stepping up into this area of cell life. Pastor said that there will be a demand that will be put on us. For this rescue center. And I believe the same demand is on us in cell life. And it's not a burdensome demand. It's not a burdensome demand, no. It's one where we get to be a part of a larger community of believers seeking to be taken care of. And then when we are trained, take care of others. That we are being taken care of. But the demand is also that we will also take care of others. But I want you to know that this commitment is not in vain. <laughs> that this demand comes with taking responsibility for the cause of Christ, but it is not in vain. When you hear one Sunday, 281 people connected with us, the potential is enormous. Just in one Sunday, that's the potential NLC has. That's the potential that cell life has to take over an entire city. 
take over an entire nation. That's the potential. When Pastor Delson went to Busia, his focus was to raise up leaders because that's the potential. Because he can go out with those soul-winning machines and some of them are soul-winning machines. I saw some of the people on your team. These people can preach. They say they decided to do one hour, five to six. They went five to 8.30 because their machines couldn't lock. They couldn't switch off the machine. And they saw how many that day? 37 in that day. 37. But let me ask you, what happens to the 37? What happens to the 37 once the soul-winning machines leave? We need laborers. The problem is not the harvest. We've been trying to tell you the harvest is out there waiting. It's the laborers that we need. And cell life gives us the opportunity to raise laborers. It gives us that opportunity to raise laborers. When I look at my life, cell life is what raised me. It's what raised me. I mean, if it wasn't for cell, we used to meet in a stadium. Getting lost was like this. If I didn't show up, who would know? If I didn't join a cell, who would know? No one would. Pastor would never know I didn't come or I came. In fact, you'd sit on that top over there. So no one disturbs you. You're up there when they say visitors. How many first-time visitors you? You're saying hi to everyone else so no one says hi back to you and ask you a visitor because you don't want to be asked those questions. When they say ask, we used to say, turn to your neighbor and see if anyone is not saved. You'd be the first one to ask, are you saved? <laughs> so you don't ask me, am I saved? Because I am not. It was just my response. But once you join the cell, if you miss even one Sunday, where were you? Where were you? We put a whole newspaper for you. You know, those days we used to have newspapers. We set a whole newspaper for you. Where were you? That's what cell life gives us. An opportunity to belong, but also to raise up great laborers. And our main scripture tells us that there is a plan. And it's a powerful plan. And NLC has been given that plan to rescue everyone. I love that. Everyone who's willing to trust, we are positioned to rescue them. And our purpose to be a part of that, number one, is that those we purpose to rescue in turn refresh us. They refresh us. Cells are a place to be refreshed, whether you're leading it or you're being led. One leader's report says, to see the guest we had reached out and led to Christ during prayer walk, Saturday, and outreach attended, Sell Sunday promptly. It was so refreshing. These are their words. It was so refreshing and fulfilling to see the new believers visit and become part of the family and really enjoy the fellowship. You're refreshed. You're refreshed. He said, we had a neighbor who was invited but unfortunately was unable to attend you to an avoidable circumstance. She actually purposed to be a blessing to our host and bless them with a tent and chairs to be held for the cell Sunday services and appreciated the church for being at home. It refreshes. Starting out in cells, I remember how it was such a highlight for me to be in cell. I loved Sunday services, but man, I loved cell. Because the life that was in cell was something else. We would spend hours. We had a guy whose dad saw how, saw how just psyched we were about cell. He gave us an entire shed. He cleared it out and said, this is now your place. Come whatever time, spend however time you want and just be here. 
And we'd take our bulletins. Those days we used to have bulletins and you'd stack them together. And you'd start from page one and sing until the last page where we've arrived so far. We used to be the instruments. I know some of us are laughing because we used to be in cell together. We used to be the instruments. You remember? Dun, 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 dun. We are singing it. Dun, dun, dun. That's what made me play the guitar. I was tired of hearing them saying it with their mouths. I'm like, this, this is not fun. I need to teach myself so that I can play it so that we don't have to start singing those parts for ourselves and mimicking them. Cell was a place of being refreshed, being renewed. It's somewhere where we are all refreshed. Whether if you're leading or you're being led, the Bible says the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be. And I know cell life can be tough sometimes. And as leaders, you can go through tough seasons. But I loved another report that I had from a cell leader that saying, seeing their down cell, because they've been having a tough time, but when they saw their down cells, you know, when you gather for Cell Sunday, sometimes we connect with other cells beneath us. When they saw how many have multiplied as a result of them, refreshing. They were so excited to see Aya from us. All these people have come. People are mentioning, oh yeah, this time I decided, let me join with all my cells underneath me. When they saw how many people showed up, they were like, hey, okay, we are an army. We can do this. We can take over. They were refreshed. Those are the ones they say they were refreshed. Another cell leader says it felt like cells when they started out. When they started out going down the links, they felt like it was like just when we began cells. And this is someone who has been leading cells for years. And they said it felt like the first time I led cells. We are refreshed. There's something about connecting with new people. Something about hearing their rescue story. There's something like fresh water being poured on a sunny day. Another cell Sunday testimony was seeing other nationalities coming. This cell said they had one nationality that was represented there. And that person brought so many of his people. So many. And him seeing these nations. You know, you think we need to take a plane and go places. So that we can reach the nations. The nations are in the city. They are right where you live. They are next door to you. And they were able to win five of them to the Lord. Uh-uh. Those are nations. What do you think happens when they leave here and go back to their nations? They go back with that light that we sang about today. Shine your light so the whole world will see. Secondly, those we purpose to rescue in turn become our reward. In turn, they become our reward. Pastor's seen where the reward came. <laughs> Come our reward. You know, I get to serve in numerous capacities in this church by the privilege and wonderful opportunity Pastor Misemi has given me. And one of those great capacities is be able to serve as the leader of the consolidation team. So I get to connect with a new believer from the beginning. I see them going through fast steps. Then they join PEP. And later on, because I teach insight as well, I get to see them being trained and open cells. So this past month, we had the wonderful opportunity to see our trained leaders going out to serve, prayer walk, and then outreach. And 59 people gave their lives to the Lord. 59. 
Let me tell you, everyone I talked to, I asked them, how was your experience? No one had a negative experience. No one had, oh, it was just okay. Everyone was saying, man, just the, re- the, the, the excitement to hear someone say, can I pray with you? And they're like, yes. And they're like, oh, we can pray. Okay, let's pray. The reward that they received was amazing. They didn't feel like they wasted their Sunday afternoon. They felt like this was a reward for us to be part and parcel of something that is so eternal. To be able to connect with it. One lady felt so emboldened. I mean, she was so bold. She walked near a pub and she just felt the Lord telling her, walk in. Just walk in and you're like, eh? So, so what did you do? I walked in. And she shared more. In fact, said when she walked in, she said, I want to talk to you about Jesus. The lady switched off the music and listened. <laughs> Her friend, though, wasn't as bold. She said, I'll stand here. You know, we need intercessors outside to intercede for those who go inside. That cracked me up. It really cracked me up because we sent them out two by two. One was like, I'll be outside pressing in for you because you are the one who feels the spirit of the Lord strongly. Go thee in thy power and thy strength as I pray for you. I joined some of them, and let me tell you the reward. The reward of seeing, because I know where they came from. I remember the day they gave their lives to the Lord. They were brand new. Brand new. And now seeing them going through this process and becoming now laborers, just like we are. Man, it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. And I want to applaud all our cell leaders for just sticking it and pressing in. Your reward cometh. I'm telling you, it cometh. It says, after all, what gives us hope and joy? And what will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before our Lord Jesus when he returns? It is you. It is you. You. Yes, you are our pride and joy. You are our pride and joy. Pastor and Miss Amy are looking and saying, you. That's what we're going to be excited about. You, who we brought along. You. You don't want to get on that day and you don't have a you. Who will be your pride and joy? Who will be your crown and reward? Think about it. Who? If all of us can commit, if all of us can be part and parcel of this vision and mission that God has given this house, We have something to look forward to. Something tangible. Something real. Something that we can be proud of. You. You are our crown. You are our reward. Lastly, those we purpose to rescue in turn, rescue others. They refresh. They become our reward. And in turn, they rescue others. Not only others, but even us, ourselves. Some of you are staying the line because you know you have people watching you. You need to be an example. So you need to be shaping up. They'll save you. You remember John Mark? John Mark was an individual that Paul and Barnabas got. Do you know where they got him from? Cell. In Acts 12. 
the disciples and the people used to meet in his mother's house. That's what the Bible says. They met in John Mark's mother's house for prayers. That's where Peter went to after he was released from jail. And that's where they got John Mark. And John Mark became one of the first missionaries being sent out with Paul and Barnabas. But somewhere there, John Mark fell off. And of course, you know the story. Barnabas and Paul parted ways because of John Mark. But later on, we read in 2 Timothy chapter 4, where Paul tells, tells Luke, he says, get me Mark. Get me Mark because Mark has become useful to me. I love that word. Bring Mark with you for he is useful to me in the ministry. Another translation says he has become profitable. Those we rescue will become profitable to you. But we need to see and appreciate the value of these individuals. Our smaller rescue centers become a place where we have the opportunity to raise, to raise those who once weren't useful to become very useful. That's what cell life is. It's raising people who might have not been useful in the past, but have the opportunity to become very useful. Cell life is where we rescue others to rescue others. Amen, church. Everywhere we look, there are people in need of rescue. We don't need to go far. The needs are overwhelming. But we don't need to do it alone. I want to tell you, Cell Life is that rescue, neighborhood rescue center. And today I'm calling us to renew our commitment for this coming year that we're going to do Cell Life on a whole new level. That I'm going to be committed to what God has called us to do in Cell Life. The potential we have is great. Even if every cell adopted just one person, made sure that they went through fast steps, pep, and went through insight. By the end of the year, we'll have 350 people trained and ready to start their own neighborhood rescue center. That's the potential we have. That's such a small potential. Now imagine all those 350 raise up a cell. Each. Now we're at 700. Then the next year, 2025, we do the same. Just each cell. Just 700 people adopting one person. I mean, at we can do one person. Cindy your church. I mean, Sindio, at least we can do one person. The whole cell, one person. If those 700 bring another 700 and train them, by the next year we'll have 1,400 leaders. Leaders. Small rescue centers throughout the city. Imagine in five years where we'll be. Imagine in 10 years where we can be. That's the potential. That's the force. That's the giant that this house is. You need to see yourselves as that giant. We are a force to reckon with. So if you're having a hard time in cell, just know the enemy is trying 
to make you go back down. No, push back. Because the potential we have to reach this city is just in our fingers. It's right. Father, I just want to thank you today. And I know all of us are in this, so I don't even need to ask if you need prayer. I know we all need prayer to recommit ourselves to sell life. Praying, oh Lord, hear our cries today. Hear our plea today. The potential that is there for us as a church to see this city rescued for the kingdom's sake. I pray that potential is realized in the mighty name of Jesus. That we are not sleeping on our opportunity. That this month that we've come through is an opportunity of a lifetime. What has been deposited is a seed that needs to bear much food for your glory. So I pray today, help us to rise up. Help us to take hold. We've just seen through Cell Sunday what we can do. Help us not to sleep. Help us to be awake. Because we have a, someone to love. That's Jesus Christ. And a cause to live for. So I thank you for your people today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody say a good amen. Come on, let's appreciate the Lord one more time. Have a wonderful week. We will see you next Sunday, God willing.